2: Just follow me, because we need a
3: little controversy, because it feels so I could cool not to wait me, to get I'm back. You, like me, you know, see, so I'm not a vacation guy. I'm really not. I like to work. And it was chaos what was going on in the week. I mean, very, very exciting. But when you sit back for just a minute, we're going to get into the specifics. But when you sit back for just a minute, it's almost a beautiful thing to watch when you think about the numerous pronged assault on our freedom, on our way of life on business, on your kids, on just your mobility and the idea that you're in command of your own life. And when you step back and you realize how brilliant it is for the city of failure, city of corruption and scandal to all of a sudden take the position of we're looking out for you and how are you going to do it? Well, we're going to make you implement our tyranny in order to stay open. So if you have a restaurant or a business or whatever industry, we decide we're going to make you enforce tyranny. We're going to make you enforce our mistake so that people will never look off of the laser beam. And they won't think about the court system that's delayed with all the political pimps and whores that are standing trial and indictment. We're never going to have you look at the bank fraud all the delinquencies and mortgages and loan payments, we're never going to have you look at the fact that 40% of the funny money we stuffed out into the public was stolen and absconded with. We don't even know about the other 60%. And in the meantime, i got to look at a bunch of morons walking around scared of life, scared of it, scared of the cold and tests and all the rest of it, and nobody wants to look into who exactly is Fauci's wife. What kind of corruption is it in big pharma? where no one wants to talk about successful options to the Fauci-invested pandemic or plannedemic, as it appears to me. So it's brilliant If by the macro picture of atrocities. It'll go down in American history 200 years from now when they think about what broke and bankrupted the world. Forget about America. The world. It's all bankrupted. And they have to have this pandemic, plannedemic. In order to hide the corruption that is so systemic, you can't even unwind it from anything. Ooh, the market shook off fears of omnicron. Yeah, sure it did. They just kept pumping the money out. That's what really happened. That's why the market's setting new records. It has nowhere else to go. It is one giant financial fraud perpetrated on all of us. And in the meantime, if you have a small business, which is really the problem of the modern day Marxist, so many of us, Didn't need government for anything. So many of us were in control of our own lives. And now with the pandemic, they get to dictate what companies that were small to medium size, now they're going to get you all. That iron glove is going to go around everyone's neck. And who's in charge? Some moron with dementia and diapers. He's the figurehead of the Marxist mafia. But there's other mafia members going on. So when this story broke... I thought it was important to kind of tie a couple of things that I missed by having the week off because we're listening to sons of Soviets, congressmen, sons of Soviets that are in charge of the January 6th, the insurrection, without a weapon, without a weapon. I've been to parties in the 80s that were twice as violent as the insurrection, but it takes everyone's eyes off of the actual corruption, not just in politics, in Washington, in our the various Democrat mafia strongholds like that sewer, Chicago, or New Jersey, New York. But the corruption in our judicial, so-called judicial system, which is nothing more than a kangaroo court of a banana republic.
4: We have this just into CBS2 News. New York's attorney general has issued subpoenas to former President Donald Trump and two of his eldest children. It's in connection with the ongoing civil investigation into the family's business practices, according to court filings today. Attorney General Letitia James's office said in the filing that it is seeking testimony and documents from Mr. Trump, Donald Trump Jr., and Ivanka Trump. But the
3: Marxist, Mafia has now got a job as the AG of another corrupt sewer, Democrat stronghold. She's going to misuse her power to go after Trump and the kids to intimidate him and anybody who supports him. Because it was just a few days ago that that rat scum, Harry Reid, I hope by now he's Stalin's gimp. Harry Reid, the Las Vegas Mormon Mafia scumbag. He died, and he was touted on all the stations. I watched it. He's the lion of the Senate. I thought the other molester, Kennedy, was the lion of the Senate. How many lions we got in the Senate? Scum that they are. And everyone forgets about the scandal of why Harry Reid had to really leave. See, Harry Reid and his sons, that's why it tweaked me about the Trump kids. Harry Reid and his sons, do you remember way, way back? I guess you don't because America has the attention span of a Tsetse flag. Harry Reed and his son, Rory, another beautiful lifelong Mormon name, Rory Reed, they managed to take 9,000 acres that was state-owned, 9,000 acres in Nevada in 2011, and sell it to a Chinese company, but not before they middled it a little bit. You see, the land, 9,000 acres, had an appraised value of between 28.5 and 38.6 million dollars. And the Nevada Commission agreed to sell it to E.N.N., which was a Chinese investor company for solar panels, 9,000 acres, for $4.5 million. That's some mafia, baby. Even when the government appraises it at $38.6 million, old Mormon mafia member Harry Reid had enough cheese to make that sale price $4.5 million. Now that's stealing without a gun. Now we'll talk about the rest of the stealing, but this is some legendary stuff. So as a real estate broker, I have to tell you somebody who can take worthless dirt, worthless dirt, and sell it to a Chinese firm, state owned, and the state values it at $38 million. You sell it for four point five, million, and the, the company nets five point five billion dollars in profit. Back in 2012, the article had 2.2 billion. Now, it's $5.5 billion. That's some mafia stuff. And what happens when this rat scum finally, finally saves America by taking a dirt nap? What happens? He's the lion of the Senate. And in the meantime, let's use the judicial system to go after the Trump family. Because, you know, Rory and his brother are still lobbyists to China. Oh, but they are. And Nevada is still bankrupt Still a Democrat mafia stronghold. And it's no wonder why. So see, when this snuff happens, I'd like to point it out. Not because I'm doing the equivocation game, but because I am proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that these are not people who are involved in the, the, the law enforcement of America. This is the misuse of political prostitution and political power against their political adversaries. That's all we're playing here. There's no such thing as justice. She doesn't have a blindfold on. In fact, she's got a hammer and a sickle in her hand when these rat scums are in charge. And it's going to be three years. So when everybody tells me New Year, New Year, it's going to be a new year, but it's going to look a lot like last year. It's going to look a lot like it, only this time you're going to reflect on the cost of the Bidenomics as something you could afford in 2021. Because 2022 it's going to be far worse. And it's not just going to be worse because of the simple economic failure of the Democrat mafia. It's going to be worse because of the iron fisted tyranny of the Democrat mafia. And who represents that better than Pickleface?
4: How should vaccinated and boosted people behave? Can they go into a restaurant, eat safely indoors right now?
2: You know, when you're having such a I call it a tsunami of infections, Dana, we are seeing people who are vaccinated and boosted, who are getting breakthrough infections. So when you're in a situation where you have so many infections...
3: Hold on. Stop, dummy. Then they're not vaccinated. They're not vaccinated. You could give it this creative name, Breakthrough. But then again, we could pretend your wife and you aren't worth hundreds of millions through corruption of the CDC and the NIH and every other organization. What is it, the FDA she has her influence over? We could pretend that that scum, de tout scum, Harry Reid was a lion of the Senate, and we could pretend that it's justice that's going after the Trump kid. But what we will not pretend anymore on this show is that you have anything called a vaccine. You got nothing, pickle face, nothing, and your boosters and your neck shots and all the rest of it mean nothing, because you're afraid of virtually everything, and you'll lie about all of it.
2: But the other important thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual when in
3: and the hospital gets immediately 4,000 so you're cooking the numbers. You're cooking the numbers to stoke the
5: fear. And why? Because you don't want anybody to know where it came from. Guys, next I want to submit for the record. Um, ask unanimous consent. Uh, first of all, is an email from Peter Dasick dated July eleventh, two thousand sixteen. It says, "Dear Jenny, this is terrific. We're very happy to hear that our gain of function research funding pause has been lifted." Our gain-of-function funding pause has been lifted, along with, of course, the studies that go along with that. Dr. Fauci, who reviewed the grant, uh, the grant proposal? And this is, of course, the one that's in the news, 1R01AI110964, project title Understanding the Risk of Bat Coronavirus Emergence. Who Reviewed the grant proposal, who made the decision that the grant would not be subject to the pause of gain of function? Who came up with the language allowing exemptions to be made? Was it the awardee or ecohealth? Senator, I'm not so sure what you're asking you say that I do that? No, I'm asking Who, who would make that yeah. type of decision? I
3: for a Freudian slip. You did do it, but let's investigate Trump and his kids for business dealings, and not this rat bastard, bald-faced liar with a pickle on it. Three, one, two. 642-5600. I'll be back.
0: Thank you for being a friend. What the hell is Traveling wrong with you, kid? Traveling down the road and I,
3: I, I got to, to, to train my new guy. We got Bunny out. So we've got uh, Peter in there, and he forgot that uh, he's doing the radio show for a man. So we're going to have to uh, tweak the music a little bit. But in the meantime... Everyone said, oh, you know, you took off, you took off. First of all, you have to take off when you have a company that tells you you've got to take off. But number two, I told you for a year what was going to happen. It's evident when you have the fatalists in office. You have to prepare yourself and your family for high ground. I wasn't taking off. I was taking off the radio show. I was working diligently hard in order to get enough together so that I could pl- go to plan B And try to get my family out of a totalitarian state. Like AOC. You know, like AOC. She rules in New York. She lives in the corruption sewer of Washington. She misappropriates campaign contributions and the rest of it. Where does she go on on Christmas holiday? Florida. I'd like to tell her what I tell all Democrats. Stay out of my state, scumbags. And ruin your own. Megan Orland Park. (laughs)
0: Hey, Sean, I missed you. Ah, You sound so refreshed.
6: Oh,
3: wonderful. I feel feel refreshed.
0: Um, We were in Elmhurst on the 28th. Not me. And I'm like, I called him. I'm like, hey, Sean's going to be there? No, he took off last night.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I got on there right after Christmas.
0: yeah, I just wanted to say that I kind of felt like a boat without a rudder or a boat without a sail. Like, oh. hey, I'm working. Where's Sean? I don't want to listen to reruns of him. But I'm glad, you know, so on the one hand, it was like, oh, you know, I want to listen to you and Dan and Amy. But on the other hand, we all needed a break. We needed That's to be with awesome. our family. That's right. And um that's
3: I right, and now, so and now that is going to shut down things, you know exactly what's going to happen, so prepare uh, yourself. That's yeah. what you should have been doing yeah. over the holiday. But thank you very much. And by the way, I've been called a lot yeah. worse things than a rudder or a sail. Thank you, Megan. I appreciate the call. Robert in Bloomingdale.
6: Hey, Sean. How are you doing today? Wonderful, brother. How are you? First of all, happy uh, New Year to you and everybody out there. And I have two comments I want to say. There's no way these restaurants and stuff in Chicago are going to be able to go with this vaccination mandate. They're going to be put out of business. And I, I don't
7: think they're going to be able to follow this to the T like life would, would want to. And my second
6: comment is Fauci and the dem- I call them radicals, are desperate. They know that Judgment Day is here in 2022. What do you think?
3: I wish I had as much faith in the voter system, voting system of America, that you do. I do I, we're living in the reality of what my opinion is. You want me to believe 81 million people voted for this dimwit? He, he got more votes than Hillary Clinton, he got more votes than Barack Obama, and he, and he won. So now you want me to think that we're going to win in 2022? Same machines, same nonsense, same Democrats, same ballot harvesting, same scum. But as far as the mandates, what better way to coerce capitulation to fraud than hold business people and their license hostage to enforce the failings and foibles and corruption? Of the Marxist mafia, I think it's brilliant in its deception. Teresa on the Gold Coast. Hi, Sean.
0: Uh, You know what I can't understand is why these business owners just don't say, you know what, screw you, don't tell me how to run my business. I don't understand what.
3: That's what you're hoping for, because you got to remember what Chicago is. You know, here's the other thing: it is the it is the hub of the back alley speakeasy. What they're going to do is they're going to disincentivize lawful business and incentivize illegal business. So there will be businesses yeah. that pop up, restaurants, bars that don't have licenses, that are run out of back doors and people's houses, because that's what people will do. But yet here they are, the mafia, pretending that they're helping. But it's brilliant, because nobody cares anymore about the, the shootings on I-57, that we obviously have highway shooting, shooters and nobody gives right. them right about the murder in the about the 22-year-old girl in Lakeview that got her face kicked in for her purse on Friday evening, about the numerous other atrocities that are now just normal for that corrupt mafia-run sewer by that freak dressed like Geppetto. So, uh, you know, it seems to be a nice distraction. And by the way, in 2022, the scum Marxist mafia will vote for the same Democrats. Same thing. Oh, yeah. And that that prince has got a long future, not in his health club membership, but as a governor of the sewer. Thank you very much, Teresa. I appreciate the call. You know that. Kevin in Oak Lawn.
6: Hey, Sean. Happy New
7: Year. Hey, I wanted to let you know, uh, I have a relative that works at Alexian Brothers Hospital in Elk Grove Village over the last week. There were two patients in there in their mid-30s with no other illnesses. They had the Wuhan. They weren't vaccinated. The doctor told them, that or told the nurses that uh we're not going to treat them because they decided not to get vaccinated we're going to decide not to treat them because they're not vaccinated and they both died
3: and that's a true story i wish i could tell you i'm surprised i wish i could tell you i'm surprised but here's the good news we should take that approach when it comes to drug addiction we should take that approach when it comes to obesity and you're on the welfare government cheese and your problem is you can't find your neck Or wipe your derriere with your own arms like Pritzker. Needs a little assistant hose and one of those elephant brushes. That's what we should do. We should run with that ball. I like it. And all these pot dispensaries. By the way, I don't think we should treat gamblers. No, no, no. I don't like gamblers. They bring down society. I don't want to treat them. I know that that's how the Illinois sewer plans on making its economic payments. Through uh, government-sponsored gambling and pot. I say we don't treat them for medication. What do you think? You think there's any wind under that sail? David and Lansing.
6: Hey, John, great
3: show. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, it's Sean. Um, my name hasn't changed since I went on vacation there, knucklehead, but go ahead.
7: John and Mark. Oh, I'll, I'll, oh, oh okay, you're back. Welcome back. Welcome
3: yeah, I back. see you've been working on um, your comedy. Go ahead.
5: <laughs> um, I was wondering if you know, because I could not find this, uh, why did Rush Limbaugh call uh, uh, Harry Reid dingy Harry? I can never... <laughs> you know why? And, and what, when did he get into government, and why don't we have term limits because of him and Biden? That's my
3: Well, I know. think he called him dingy Harry because he, 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 he was so dirty he could never be clean. Either that or he looked like he just crawled out of a sewer. Either one fits me. But the good news is he can call it to, him, to his face right now, although I'm not sure they're in the same place. But who knows? Um, one thing I will say, I'm optimistic that he is now Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini. I'm pretty sure reads the GIMP. Although, if you believe uh, the Mormons, he's Jesus on another planet. Yeah, that's wonderful. Terry Rogers Park.
0: Uh, Sean, uh, now the grocery store's uh, female
4: customers are back to harassing me for not wearing a mask. Uh, So I just tell them uh, loud and clear, I'm trying to help uh, cowardly people get their freedom back. Listen to Republican Talk Radio, WIND. You might learn something.
3: No, they like to pretend that that mask helps them. See, it's the safety they need, the faux safety. They don't need real safety. They just need faux safety because they have the mind of a slave, Terry. They have the mind of a willful slave. And they don't care what they lose. They don't care what freedoms they give away, not just for them, but for the generations yet born. They could give a rip because they want to believe the lie that they're safe. In the fact of the matter is, no matter how many of the phony baloney shots you get, more of them are dying than us. Oh, but it's true. But whatever you do, don't look at the real numbers. And by the way, it, it, soon you'll believe that what you exhale is killing the earth. It's a great scam if you can get in on it. 312 642 5600. Take the rest of your calls when I get back.
0: Oh,
3: now you're talking, kid. I will be with you. Again. I even had the Bono Lover Jacket. I think my wife gave it away. Every time I see uh, the news, it's January 6th. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Who's going to get to the bottom of it? Congressman Raskin. You remember Congressman Raskin. His father's name was Marcus. Oh, but it was Marcus Raskin. Former Kennedy administrator. And he's the founder of the Marxist Institute for Policy Studies. With ties to Soviet Russia. Let's get to the bottom of January 6th. See what we should get to the bottom to is how many Marxist scum such as yourself, Raskin, Lemon Face? By the way, nice mouth. Should have a hook in it like a carp. We should get to the bottom of how many Soviet congressmen we have in this country. How many scumbag lobbyist rat bastards for their green energy have bought and sold senators like that rat Harry Reid. I'd like to get to the bottom of that. That's just me. I'm silly that way. All right, let's go to Bill in Mount Greenwood. He is a first. Bill, how are you? Thanks for calling the show. Good, Sean. I just wanted to tell you, love you, love your show. I
7: know I stole that line. Hey, listen, I uh, wanted to tell you, a couple months ago, I had uh, COVID on advice of my doctor I went to the emergency room, and uh, they asked, first thing right out of the box, they asked me, were you vaccinated? And I told them no, and they said, there's nothing we can do for you. I spent six hours in the emergency room. They told me that I had COVID pneumonia. They wouldn't give me anything. I asked them, uh, what about hydrochloroquine? What about ivermectin? What about a Z-pack?" Nope, nothing. They told me they couldn't give me monoclonal antibodies unless it was 65 and they had comorbidities. So I finally begged them for a steroid pack and I was it hooked me up, I was good in 2 days. But they don't want to just cancel us, man. They want to kill us. So, so I'll we tell will you be though.
3: punished to be liquid This is this is astonishing to me. I've been doing a lot of a lot of reading over the week. It's amazing to me how China had treated its people with hydroxychloroquine the success right. that you've seen in South Africa with the people who already were on it because of malaria. Granted, they're not fat slobs like Pritzker, and that is, is, a, is a key problem. Eighty percent of the people who have died have been clinically morbidly obese. So there's all kinds of things, but I've never seen an instance where doctors were intimidated to not think outside of big pharma. And when you come to realize the kind of money we're talking about, the kind of influence and ownership of our media Big Pharma has, you realize just how corrupt this whole damn system is. You realize what a distraction right. it is from the opioid crisis where they knowingly killed millions of Americans by unleashing oxycot and other nonsense. How their biggest gift was the pandemic. How many people are now dependent on antidepressants and the rest of that. And it's at that time you realize we've been overthrown We've been overthrown with the American character that built this country that people were so proud of that numerous authors wrote about and why it was a beacon of freedom and liberty, how so many of the citizens are giving it away and listening to these corrupt bastards like Fauci and the rest of them in hopes to be safe, and now you're not going to treat me because I didn't take your lie? Then give me the money back. I don't know about you, Bill, but you sound like a guy that's paid over a quarter of a million dollars in insurance premiums since Obama decided to help you and make it affordable, like me. Then give us our quarter of a million back. See, that's what I paid insurance for, you morons. That's why these doctors, I'm going to tell you something. You know what? I remember when I went to go visit my buddy who was going to be a lawyer. When the guys were too stupid to make it through law school, you know what they became? Doctors. Because you could graduate with a D, and it gets you through, and you never know. Oh, we're a doctor. Dimwit is what it means. Thank you, Bill. Good luck. You're better off not being treated by these morons, especially the ones like Dr. Murphy. Oh, Dr. Murphy, I got a question. Infectious Diseases at
6: Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. Good morning, doctor. Hey, good morning. We talked about this a while back about the CDC and its changing of its position. Shouldn't its position simply be driven by public health and what's best for public health?
8: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a big mistake uh, by the CDC to uh, make that announcement about uh, not requiring any testing after five days of having COVID, you know, vaccinated and unvaccinated. Uh, the criticism was pretty swift and they've uh, they've changed.
3: Or they're in- Why, I think it's obvious. I like it. I like when you show me you're corrupt. I like when you show me you're a whore for sale. I lean on you with enough money. You'll change anything. That's our only hope against this fascist scum government. Lynn in Gray's Lake.
9: Good morning, or good afternoon. Sorry.
0: Good afternoon.
9: Good afternoon. <laughs> um, so, just in the reading that I've done, isn't that exactly how Nazi Germany started? Was with the doctors, then the police, and the military? That's
3: why this is the Fourth Reich. Controlling Lynn, your medical, you know. I called it but the Fourth ahead, Reich a year ago. It's obvious yeah. what this is, right? It's yeah. obvious. They've always said, "Oh, the Nazis are right wing." No, you morons. They're socialists, they're fascists, they're Marxists, yep. they're scum, they're control freaks. They advocate for the absence of individuality, just like the modern-day Democrat. Don't tell anybody. Yep. And that's why you Incredible. have to distance yourself from them. I had a wonderful ah. time on my time off. You know why? I didn't come within a thousand yards of a Democrat. It was wonderful. <laughs> I highly recommend it for everybody. And that's why I want them I out know. of my Florida. And did you see how did they anyone? all come here? To be, live Free. Like AOC, the scum that she is.
9: Is uh, there any report on the um, the, the uh, vaccine passport protest they had downtown today?
3: None. That will be squashed. All information that goes against stat- state mandated propaganda will be ignored, and those people who speak against state fascism will be deplatformed. Even even if they invented the science for the spike protein that their so-called vaccine, as I call it, experiment is based on. Like Dr. Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor. Yep. Someone who's worked with the government for 30 years has been deplatformed because he didn't speak propaganda. That's why Twitter, I'm done, brother. I'm, I'm, I almost called you brother. I'm done, sister, with Twitter. <laughs> done. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. I've been done. I've been done Keep for fighting. a while. They got, they got Jim. Thank you very much. Jim does it. I'm done with all of it. And if you're on Twitter right now, get off of it. Get off of it. The station does it because it's the station. I will not give them five seconds of my time. And that's what you need to do. There's other venues. Either that or put a group together, buy it, and then fire every one of these fascist pigs that have taken over and destroyed the First Amendment. That's how you beat them. Now for the best accent, Chicago radio. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. uh Thanks
7: for taking my call, and uh, Happy New Year to you and Missy.
3: Happy New Year. Listen, you sound a little no... down. You all right? You don't have it. You got the vid again? You got vid part two like the rest of us had it? No, no, I'm good, man. I'm healthy. Hey, listen, there's a province in uh, India called
7: Uttar Pradesh. They've got about as many people in that province as we have in the whole United States. Very aware. Well. There was a doctor. There's, yeah, the doctor did the, uh, with the hospital,
3: and everything. gave ivermectin. Nobody got sick. In the hospital, so then it's he for made horses. a horses, Craig, aren't you listening to the Marxists? It's for horses, the, whole the province, stupid son of dogs that they are. Go ahead. The whole province no longer, they knocked it out
7: 100% in Uttar Pradesh, no COVID, and they did it with ivermectin. You better believe there's a huge conspiracy to basically uh, like keep us from getting healthy and uh, be- taking care of our health properly.
3: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, they certainly don't have the answers, the blind mice that they are. We don't have the supplies right now. Uh, But
8: if they're vaccinated, uh, probably it's going to depend on the where we are in the pandemic, what month it is, how many, what the test positive ratio is. Uh, The testing should be implemented if they can get a hold of the tests right now. That's the that's the real problem. But the vaccination is going to lower the whole burden
3: on the on the testing process. But more of the people in Illinois that have died from August to December were vaccinated. Ah, don't worry about it. We're going to focus on those unvaccinated, those crazy unvaccinated. After all, they don't want to believe.
5: They don't want to believe the liars. As to what? Who would decide to make a pause in the viral gain of function uh, decision for this particular uh, research policy? Uh, this research request, again from EcoHealth, it's dated five twenty seven two thousand and fourteen. That Peter Daszak would respond. This is terrific. We're very happy to hear that our gain of function research funding pause has been lifted.
3: Yeah, I'll get back to you on the pandemic. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Debbie, you're first when I get back. See, I know what you did, kid. You just went to the 80s soundtrack on your Pandora, and you filfer. That's all right. I'm fine with that, because you're right to do it. Back in the 80s, we would have never tolerated a bald-faced liar, even though he had a pickle on his face.
4: How should vaccinated and boosted people behave? Can they go into Very a restaurant, elderly. eat Always safely indoors right now?
2: You know, when you're having such a, I call it a tsunami of infections, Dana, we are seeing people who are vaccinated and boosted, who are getting breakthrough infections. That's so that, when you're in a situation work. where you have so many infections going out, the thing that you want to say is that if you want to do things like that, better do them in a setting where you know the people around you are vaccinated and boosted.
3: And then put your mask in, up between bites, and then pretend you're vaccinated and boosted. And you'll be wonderful. And sure, you're going to get it again. Sure, in Illinois, from August to December, 54.2% of them who died had that. But that's all right, because you're going to feel safer, because Fauci said so.
4: Hospitals that we're already seeing, overwhelmed, facing staff shortages in particular. Airlines canceling thousands of flights. The FAA is warning travelers to expect even more. In New York, subway services are reduced because of the surge there. So should Americans be preparing for major societal disruptions in the coming weeks? And what will that look like?
2: Well, certainly, uh, you know, when I say major disruptions, you are certainly going to see stresses on the system and the system being people
3: with any kind of job. But will your checks still come in? Will your payoffs from big pharma still come in? And what, 90 percent of the people that work for the uh, NIH are consultants for big pharma? Will those checks still come in? Please, Dr. Pickleface, will you still be financially okay? and will you still be popular? That's the real question I have. Debbie, Hammond, Indiana.
0: Yes. uh, Happy New Year, Sean. Happy New Year. And how are you? Splendid. I am a new new listener. Thanks to my friend Eric for turning me on to uh, your station. And I have a a question for you. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever considered uh, doing a project with uh, Michael Savage out of the Bay Area? I have not.
3: But uh, I have in the past listened to Michael Savage. I think he's very interesting. And uh, I would love to discuss you know, the topic with him. I find h- him to be insightful. Even when I disagree with him, I find his arguments to be fact-based. And uh, I think he has done an, a true um, blessing. He's been a true blessing um, to, the, to the mission of fighting off the fascists and the tyrants. And, you know, I think that way about many of the people who do what I do. But I am not a a radio, especially since I've gotten the job, I really don't listen to other hosts because I don't want to mimic that. I don't think that's helpful. I like to kind of bring my own thing. But I'm not above anything, and I think he's a wonderful, wonderful man. But more importantly, I want to thank you and Eric for listening. Thank you, Debbie. I appreciate that very much. Matt in his car.
6: Hey, how are you, Sean?
3: Good, buddy. How are you?
6: Great, man. Love, love, love the show. Been listening to you since day one. So, thank you. Just wanted to give you you a quick. uh, I'm going to read the uh, quick list that we got today as uh, parents of six kids in Kenosha, and this came out as an emergency. Thank you very much, man. I love it. Population. Uh, We have an emergency special meeting that was called today, which is tonight in Kenosha from the Kenosha Teachers Union. And here's their, here are the uh, bullet points real quick, and I'll let you talk. Uh, move to virtual learning, test to stay in school for those not vaccinated, financial incentives for vaccinations, N95 mask and, and the last bullet point, paid for by taxpayers.
3: Yeah, that's good. Well, here's the good news, Matt. That that crooked son of a dog that wrote those rules will vacation in Florida, will not wear his mask, and like AOC, will be at a drag bar dancing on the bar. So that's the good news. The other good news is at the 6.05 hour, I mean, sorry, 5.05, I've got Corey DeAngelis to come on and discuss these problems that we're all facing as parents. And the CTU Communist Teacher Union of Chicago, we're going to discuss that and more Now, listen, if you're on the line, you know I love you, and I will take you when I get back, Lloyd, Scott, Manny. Um, I have a guest, though, so we're going to take the guest, then after that we'll take all the calls. Fastest radio show on the radio. We'll be back after this.
1: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned.
3: run strongholds are facing all kinds of atrocities all kinds of abuses the communist teacher unions all around the nation are clamping down and taking advantage of the pandemic none better than chicago's own communist teachers union head by Sharkey, a well-known soviet when i want to discuss such topics i have the wealth of information Corey deangelis national director of research for school choice now adjunct scholar at Cato Institute, senior fellow at the Reason Foundation, executive director of Education Freedom Institute. Corey, how are you, my friend?
9: Hey, doing well. Thank you so much for having me. You
3: know, I love the fact that I can contact you and we can talk about this stuff. And right before your call, I get a father who's on his way to a a school meeting who's been sent an email of all of the new restrictions he'll face, which is obvious that we are going back to last year and they're just trying trying to figure out a graceful way to do it. Am I way off on that?
9: I mean, well, this is totally ridiculous. We're not just going back to last year. We're going back to 2020. They're trying to keep the schools closed for nearly two years now uh, and to hold children's education hostage so they can secure additional ransom payments from the taxpayer after they've already gotten millions and billions of dollars in COVID relief money. I mean, it, It's just so crazy that they're trying this again Um, at a time where, look, this has hurt kids academically, mentally, physically, um, for keeping the schools closed so long. And keeping the schools closed hasn't had any meaningful uh, benefits in terms of safety. Kids are at nearly near zero risk of mortality from the virus, thankfully. And, uh, you know, the, the unions are being selfish here, and it, 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 it's a huge problem. Chicago Public Schools already spend over $27,000 per kid. Uh, we might as well just give that money straight to the parents. Uh, average private school tuition is less than half that amount in Chicago. It's only about $11,000 per kid. But, Corey, how would the teachers
3: go on vacation in their floppy hats and use their, their accounts? Um, I forget the name of it. Uh, uh, what is it? Not Twitter. It's the other one. Um, where they can tweet from poolside about how righteous it is Instagram. that they get to teach Instagram, that's it, that they can teach um, class to the kids who can't spell or write anymore. And But they are buying this Marxist claptrap of a welfare society and free tuition and the rest of it. So why would they give up this golden goose of the pandemic when, after all, it has really worked so well and ignore the states that have remained open, such as Florida and other examples around the nation?
9: Yeah, you know, I thought the public backlash was going to be helpful in in them reversing course, but apparently not. The the teachers' unions, particularly in places like Chicago, are so drunk on power that it appears they cannot reverse course no matter how much public backlash ensues. And I think the only solution in the long term is to have the money follow the child so that there be bottom-up accountability because in the current situation, you know, it's one thing – because, look, they, they can they can vacation poolside in Puerto Rico while fighting against, against going back to work in person but, but going to other countries in person and having a great time. And they know that they're not going to lose their, their pay or their, their benefits or job security. But it's even worse than that because they don't just not lose anything. They actually financially gain by keeping <laughs> the schools closed because then they can yeah. use that as leverage for, for for more taxpayer resources. They did it in, in the previous uh, – year and a half and they got tons of bailout money and so that they actually uh, have this perverse incentive to hold kids education hostage and, and that that needs to stop we got to free the kids we got to free the families from the clutches of the teachers unions and the only way to do that is to pro- provide true bottom-up accountability through school choice that's the, I think that's the only way out of it I mean th- and that and that is the whole problem from, from everything we've seen over the past year private schools had a strong incentive to stay open because they know that well parents can vote with their feet and go somewhere else. If they don't provide, you know, twenty to thirty thousand dollars worth of services or however much their tuition is, well then families aren't gonna pay it. But the public government run the schools, well, they get your money regardless, and that's that's a huge problem. We we would probably see the same problems in other industries. I mean, just imagine if the grocery stores got your money regardless of whether they even opened they'd probably be doing the same well, they, thing. They'd probably say, yeah. oh, we, we, can, we can deliver it virtually. We can, you, know, we, you can go online and order your food. They, 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 you'd hear all that same kind of argument from the grocery store if they uh, got your money regardless.
3: My knee-jerk reaction was to yell out PPP loans. But um, as I have you on here in Studio Xanadu, I have a television on with NBC News. Right now, COVID cases climbing as students break from holiday break. We have Dr. Fauci yesterday on one of the Sunday propaganda shows admitting as much as children that go to the hospital. They may not go to the hospital for symptoms of the Fauci flu. However, they're tested. And once that test hits and it comes back positive, not only does the hospital get $4,000, they're able to to pad the numbers and stoke the fear. And after all, that is the formula that has taken people's attention away from the fact that we do have a pandemic, and it has a 99.5% survival rate among adults and a 99.9% survival rate among children. Yet here we are, buying all of the fascist foibles and failures, and we're just lockstep with it. I'm I'm so disappointed in 80% of my fellow Americans, there are those 20%, who will discomfort themselves, uproot their families, and move. Thank God. But isn't that really only the action we can take under this ignorance of these blind mice?
9: I mean, yeah, it, it shouldn't come to that, right? And look, not all families have the resources to just get up and move whenever they disagree nope. with a, a policy. And look, families are already uh, paying out of pocket for private school tuition and fees, or they're doing the micro school or pandemic pod thing uh, and paying a private tutor. Not all families can do that. Um, and you know, the the, the the best way to one incentivize the public schools to do a good thing, and to, for the teachers unions to act uh, uh, to actually go back to work. And, you know, another thing is that this would lead to more equity. Giving that $27,000 that they're spending in the government schools to parents, well, that means more parents would be able to find alternatives for in-person instruction for their kids, including home, home-based home education and private school tuition and fees, especially, as I said, the, the private school tuition in, in Chicago is less than half of what they spend in the government schools. It's only around $11,000. But, look, um, it seems they just, they, they're deeming themselves – uh, non-essential once again because the latest vote, the first one that I saw, it was 91% uh, uh, in an internal meeting, 91% of the union members that were in attendance uh, said that they were willing to do a remote work stoppage, they call it. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, it's money
3: for nothing and, and, and fat us. women for free. Why wouldn't they do that? It's it, it, They sit it on their derriere. They have one screen. They click on for what? Four hours a day, maybe. It's 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 just um, and and the dumber our society is, the more strength the Marxist mafia, the corrupt Marxist mafia, gains. It's a it's a windfall. It's like the, the state of Illinois. Doesn't matter what you do to them, a Democrat will win in perpetuity. Uh, it it's to that point where aren't you shocked at the lack of a response by the capitalists out there? And I mean this because you are a member of some massive think tanks that are wonderful organizations. I am shocked that the Cato Institute hasn't launched an online learning for kids who want to learn versus kids that want to get the government cheese and live on sustained life. I think uh, only through that action will things change. Is there any movement there? Are you hearing of anything? Groups that are forming online academies and trying to give an option to parents who are stuck by the failed fascists in these Democrat strongholds.
9: Yeah, so we all play our part, right? Um, I'm kind of more in the battle of ideas, but there are entrepreneurs out there as well pushing for low-cost private options. Um, And and one of the biggest things that I found to be most interesting is something called uh, these micro schools where five to 10 children essentially get together in a household and the families essentially economize on the process of homeschooling by getting multiple families together and you don't have to build another school, a brick and mortar school, because you're using people's households. And one of the good uh, micro-schooling companies out there is called Prenda. They're very active in Arizona, and they're expanding to other states.
2: See, like and this. you
9: have families in Arizona using school choice programs to go pay to, to send their kids to these Prenda micro-schools for, for lower costs. And so that's a more economically feasible um, way, to, way it, to have this work.
3: Isn't it the best reaction we can have? Because the minute we take our kids off these rolls, the minute the name is, is redacted, the money stops to these communist union organizations, these fraud groups had, like the one that, uh, in Chicago had by Sharky. The greatest reaction we could have is to pull our kids out of the public school system. Do you not agree with that?
9: Yeah, and people are already doing it. I mean, homeschooling nationwide has at least doubled since pre-pandemic levels with about 11% of households uh, educating their kids at home now formally, not, not through government schooling at home, but actually homeschooling. And charter school enrollment has already surged by 7% since last year, whereas the government schools have lost about 3.3% of their enrollment. Um, About over 1.5 million students have already left the government school system. So parents are already voting with their feet when they can. Um, But, again, not all families have that option right now. And having the money fall, the child will only uh, amplify – the ability of families to choose alternative solutions uh, when it comes to their kids see Education, I think I think that's the best way forward
3: and I think this is the only the only silver lining in the um, worst reaction to the fauci flu that, that that we have is the only silver lining is that we have seen beyond the shadow of a doubt that the public school system has zero credibility the way I see it not one centilla of benefit or education the way I see it. I mean, it was evident as we watched the 5 o'clock news over the last 30 years that what these schools produce are morons and misfits, but now you can't even argue with the fact that they are indoctrinating our kid into a society where they are willful slaves. And I think that uh, organizations such as the Cato Institute, see, I really want you to leverage at your next meeting and just say, this guy's yelling a lot. And I think he's willing to go into business with us. Let's start something, damn it, because I think that's the greatest answer of all. And these think tanks have the credibility. These institute, like um, Hillsdale College can start Hillsdale High School, and Hillsdale Grade School. And I think it's the only way we win. We give our people an option to divorce themselves from this corrupted, systemically corrupt government indoctrination system we call schools.
9: Yeah, and the other self aligning is that... Uh these teachers unions continue to overplay their hands. Um, I didn't think that they were going to continue doing this in 2022. This is amazing. Nearly two years later, at this point, they're actively destroying their own empire. And what's funny is just a couple of weeks ago, I'm sure you saw this. There was a piece in the New York times where where they were essentially trying to paint Randy Weingarten, the head of the teachers union, uh, national teachers union as some kind of school reopening champion. Uh, and then yet now you have all these school closures. Burbio, an online website, already has tracked over 3,200 school closures this week nationwide. And then you have places like Chicago where they're actively pushing to strike. Um, Chicago Teachers Union is an affiliate, a local affiliate, of Randy Weingarten's American Federation of Teachers. So she seems kind of silent right now for being the school reopening hero. You would think she'd come out against these actions by the Chicago Teachers Union and elsewhere.
3: They're corrupted. I mean, think about the kind of money we're talking about. You've got these teachers and their pensions and all the rest of it. I get it. I get it. Got a family member, lover, you know, I get it. But until you speak the truth, until we recognize and call this what it is a systemically corrupt system. We're going to continue down this road, and you do realize it'll be used as an excuse to pump out the billions upon billions that they've already absconded with. And I think they have to keep it going after all the leases on their Lexuses are almost up, and they really do want to jump to that LS package, I'm guessing.
9: Well, they have all these unfunded uh, pension liabilities. That's a whole nother can of worms as well. Illinois, just recently in 2019 already, they spend more on pension liabilities than they do on all other K-12 education expenditures combined. It's, it's a total racket, and yeah. it's all about the adults. It's not about the kids. We've created this jobs program for adults as opposed to an education system for kids, and it's a total, total tragedy. And yeah. and thankfully, more, more and more people are seeing that this year.
3: And then the other downside is that the, the scholars are carjacking people at a record pace. Listen, Corey, I'm up against the break. You know I love it when you join me. Corey DeAngelis, thank you so much for joining me. Where can the people go to find you?
9: Hey, You can follow me on Twitter. It's just at DeAngelisCorey. But you can also, if you want to help us in the fight to expand educational freedom, you can go to edfreedompledge.com, edfreedompledge.com.
3: That's the one I'm going to endorse because I'm off Twitter. I hate it. Those uh, That moron with the beard, that Harry Krishna, Marxist, I'm not giving him any more money. But thank you very much for coming on. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this.
6: We don't need no
3: education. So half of the reason I went back to the sewer is because I have relatives who are children. My brother and sister-in-law have three kids, all under the age of six, maybe seven, and then all the other cousins and whatnot, and it's wonderful to see the kids. All the parents are suffering through the same thing we've been talking about, all the parents. Because these corrupt organizations are using the excuse of the pandemic, the Fauci-invested flu, to profit. The money is is sickening. The money is staggering, especially if you are in the clout, in the loop. You're triggered to one of these Marxist scumbags, these political whores. You are raking it in. Story after story, 40% of just the unemployment money, stolen, gone, we don't know where it is. The PPP money, you're not even close. They say it's billions, hundreds of billions. It's going to be trillions. After all, they pumped out when soft figures. Nine. Nine trillion. It's more money they stuffed to their friends and to the corrupt oligarchs than we can even fathom. They have to keep the lie going. Propagandists of that lie are now tripping over their own words. I have had a... uh, disgruntled opinion of this Dr. Murphy on WGN since he reared his stupid hairdo and his dim-witted looks to tell me about how this imbecile was going to be the arbiter of my existence since the time we even heard of COVID-19. And when I hear him talk now, it is just double talk of stupidity almost as much as Fauci and the rest of them. But the reality is they got nothing. They got nothing but lies, excuses, and deception. That's what failure gives you. When you ask a failure why he's in that predicament, that's what he does. Lies, excuses, and misdirection.
4: Uh, the U.S. is saying COVID deaths and hospitalizations comparatively low with, with this Omicron variant. So does that mean that these mandates should lessen? Should we be less concerned about this as we go forward?
3: Well, Now think about what she's asking. The evidence is very clear. It is exactly what the actual doctor... In South Africa, told us, as symptoms of a cold, you have less chance of dying of it, more of a chance of rebounding. In fact, most people won't even know they have it. That being said, people die. Country we're with three hundred forty million. In fact, we lose seven point eight million between seven point eight and eight point two million people a year. Anyway, that's called uh, life. Nobody gets out alive. But why not use that as an excuse for the corruption?
8: I mean, it's, it's great that the hospitalization severe disease part is less than expected. That, that's fantastic. However, the overall numbers are so great that the hospital, the governor has actually put in a, a request to halt uh, non-emergency uh, procedures and surgeries uh, because the hospitals are
3: nearing their capacity at this particular point. So now how many people will that kill? I'm, I'm supposed to go in for a scheduled uh, procedure. I'm hoping that they, that they put it off, just so I don't have to go back to the sewer. I'd rather get it done down here. But how many will that kill? Any data? Any studies? Suicides through the roof. Criminals you call students. Murder and mayhem in the streets. Not that I want them back in a confined area like a school, but it's just the fact. Mark in Oak Lawn. Hey, Mark.
6: Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk about uh, Dr. Fauci. Uh-huh. All right, go ahead. Sean, and yeah. I know, uh, you know, he's been around since since dinosaurs. I mean, he's been around for 50 years as a politician, and, and I know that... Uh, Back under uh, the, the W. Bush administration, he gave him the Congressional Medal of Freedom. Sure. You know, and, and, and walked them out there as some type of hero. And, uh, and I think, you know, under the Bush administration, you know, they were willing to sacrifice thousands of lives, you know, with the Iraq War, illegal war. Bush and, and, was, and we never learned anything from Vietnam. Never Bush learned a damn the, thing. The
3: top five worst presidents in the world.
6: No Bush, question. Bush and Bush. you don't get me, Sean? Huh. You know what gets me is that when I hear people mention Liz Cheney and uh Ann Kingslinger and, and all these other uh, uh, rhinos, they never mention W. Bush. He should be the king of them all. He's the one that was for uh, your know, white supremacist if you're for Trump. You know, and uh, Mark, uh, I always do a, and I know
3: I know you listen to this show. I always do that. Yeah. What broke Well I, I, what I love you, Sean. You know, you Corrupted America was his reaction. To the mm-hmm. banking scandal and fraud that was perpetrated under his his capitulation, his his just uh, his okay, he rubber stamped the derivative scam and the lies. He was in on it. He's a scumbag. Mm-hmm. You're right. not going to get me that's to right. tell you that that's the kind of Republican we have to go back to. That's the kind of Republican we have to stay away from. Mark, I'm against the break. You know, I appreciate the call. We'll be back, and I'll take the rest of your calls after this. We will beat this Marxist mafia. I'm determined we'll not be distracted by the talking mannequins who want to play more about the temper tantrum NFL player. Oh, my God, he walked off the job. Who gives a rip what this idiot did? Who gives a rip? In case you're not watching, we got a fat bastard governor who sends his family down to Florida as he shuts down the lives in Illinois. Anybody want to pay attention to that? Send over to Hamburglar and his kids to the horse farm. Well, it takes away your school and your quality of life and your business. By the way, don't forget to pay your taxes on your business and file your quarterlies. And you can't open the door. And by the way, you will be my agent to check the vaccine cards. Yeah, okay. I'll get right on that, stupid. You know, it's been a long time since I've been in a tavern. Long, long time. But uh, if I remember correctly, those people in taverns, they weren't too, too keen on taking instructions From anybody. In particular, waiters and waitresses, no offense. But why should you turn them into government Gestapo?
4: Good morning. Restaurant owners once again find themselves in a tough situation as many of them continue struggling to survive. This is a city of Chicago and Cook County mandate put in place at a time when COVID numbers are soaring to record numbers. Now, this is done by people who've never done a damn
3: thing. What do you think that imbecile dressed in her Brooks Brothers costume when she straps on her man vest? You think she ever ran anything? The walking punchline Lightfoot? How about her, uh, her big twin? How about, her big, how about her, her big twin, Grady Preckwinkle? You think she ever ran anything? That handsome devil that she is. How about that necklace wonder? Pritzker. Ever really run anything? In fact, if his mother didn't know who to give a lap dance to, you'd never hear her, that butter-handed pansy. Now he's going to destroy business owner. They're, oh you, you're going to you're going to enforce my rule. Oh am I? I don't think I am. I'm just uh I'm picturing how this is going down in Bridgeport. I'm guessing they're not too keen on show me your vaccination card. I'm guessing that's not the way it goes. Nor should they. You see if you think I'm going to promote the fascism of the fourth Reich you're wrong. It should be fought at every instance. Even as they send their, their unlucky spouses by the way. And don't think my sympathy doesn't go out to the lovely Mrs. Pritzker. It does. Poor thing's never seen a face.
4: Each business uh, has had to figure out how to comply with the rule to require proof of vaccination from customers for bars and restaurants and supplies to customers dining in, not to those picking up or doing carry out gyms, entertainment venues and recreational facilities that serve food and drinks must also check vaccination cards of customers age five and older people age 16 and older, also five and older, five and older. I'd like a
3: booster seat, and here's the baby's vaccination card.
4: Oh, all right. will have to show an ID to match their vaccination cards. Customers can show their original cards, a digital one, a photocopy, or a photo of their card on their phone. The city and county are not.
3: Won't be long. You're going to be chipping it up, kid. Oh, but you are. It's already in Sweden.
4: It's already in Norway. You're going to be chipping it up. Requiring proof of booster shots. The owners of a Westtown pub have decided to close for a month. They say they cannot afford to hire someone to check cards at the door.
3: See, that's the reality of it, you fat moron Pritzker. That's the reality, reality of it. You with the receding hairline and the man vest, even though you don't really have the genitalia for it. You, Lightfoot, and your big sister with 60 less IQ points, Grady.
8: We have a hard enough time asking people to put masks on and doing that, and we've had people get get in our faces, get in our staff
3: faces, and spit on some of the staff. Um, Yeah, well, it's Chicago, brother. What the hell did you expect? That's the beauty of it. Now, Angie has a question, and before I take her, I want you to remember who's invested in those test kits, even though the test kits really don't give you a reading that's true all the time. Still, the Pritzkers, they're like uh, they are like that movie uh, A Wonderful Life every time a bell go- goes off. Not only uh, this time an angel doesn't get his wings, a Pritzker gets another bump in his trust fund. Angie, Northwest Side.
0: Hey, Sean. How are you doing? Good, Angie. I was just wondering, I have been Googling and looking, trying to look up all this research and how much the government is paying for each one of these COVID tests to be done. You mean like Since the one that they stuck quote, unquote, in, the, free.
3: in, in in the dirty, abandoned Denny's on North and First Correct. Avenue, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't that go in there yeah, because one, I'd yeah. want to throw away my shoes, yet I'm supposed to go get swabbed there <laughs> by some morphodite <laughs> who got thrown out of junior high, proviso east. Oh, you got your Q-tip? Be lucky if he doesn't puncture your brain, morons. Angie, <laughs> you keep turning to these idiots. Yeah, I'll tell you, the whole damn thing would be funny if we didn't have to live through it. But do me a favor. Just but go I'm to wondering, the bar do you know Bridgeport. how much... No, but it's. what do you think? It's got to be 40000 a month that you're paying. and by More. Way, do you, More. Think you think those landlords are not Democrat contributors? Oh, something <laughs> tells me it is, right? In Melrose Park, you're right. licking it up, aren't you? Got to be. A lot of pretend mobsters. Got to be. Yeah, turning stools into thimbles in Tom's Steakhouse. Fat slobs. Joe, Lake Forest.
7: Hello? Ah, hello. Yeah, um... I just have a question. What happened to other people, private people, and for the people?
3: Joe, I love, I, I, listen, I could tell you're a wonderful guy. But that went away when Mr. T cut down the trees in Lake Forest. That's the last time that that applied. Thank you very much for calling. I appreciate it. It's true. And that's why if I ever write a book, it's going to be called It's All a Lie. We bought the lie of liberty, the lie of Americanism before COVID 19. Where could you operate in your life where you didn't need to pay off one of these scumbag political whores? Where? Now, you can't even open your business that you might have had in your family for 30 years. 30 years. Shot in beer joint. Can't even give a sandwich. Check me your vaccine card. Why? Because uh, the dimwit in a vest. And by the way, how many people around her actually got it? I mean, actually got it. Not that they don't have the, the clout to get the real good phony vax cards although it would explain some of their looks. Maybe that's a side effect they don't want to discuss. Dr. there better be an excuse for that, picture of beauty.
8: Run out the door or scream at vanities.
4: Now, the city's uh, Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection pledges to monitor businesses, those who don't comply, face fines, or could be forced to close. See, that's extortion that's
3: intimidation that's mafia government baby so they're gonna they're gonna leverage the guy who wants to earn his money honestly the guy who's not in on the scam but the scumbag union teacher she gets to sit on her fat ass and buy a new Lexus at the end of the month huh that's how you know it's one giant giant systemically corrupt system but it does explain why they all want to run the Florida huh Pritzkers Send your wife here. Bring down the national-looking average by sending those Pritzkers over here. They all look alike. I can't figure it out. Who can we turn to? I know. Let's turn to Joe because he knows if it's Tuesday or July.
10: But I was sitting in my kitchen yesterday, and there's a sunroom off the kitchen, and my wife was there with her sister and a good friend named Marianne.
3: Somebody impeach this dimwit. Run the country. Can't get out of a room without an exit sign. 312-642-5600. in another thing you could thank W. Bush for, this moron that he was. Another guy, if his mother didn't know who to give a lap dance to. Would you hear from George W. Bush, the moron? He'd just be another DUI statistic. Benny Thompson, chair of the House, January 6th committee. Panel will boost recommendation for new legislation to monitor intelligence of its own citizens. That's right, baby. The Patriot Act is going to look <laughs> It's going to look like the freedom of it's going to look like 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 something that helped you when they get done contorting it. What we're talking about right now, you know what this is? This is this is uh, this is subversion. After all, we're talking against fascism. I'm railing against the Marxist mafia that would have a a corrupt buffoon like Fauci in charge of everything. That would honor a scum, a Las Vegas Mormon gangster, and his imbecile inbred kids, as the lion of the Senate and something other than what they are—scum that should be rotting in prison. The I'm going to have left is my old tour. I used to like to take a tour of the cemeteries, and turn those headstones into urinal cakes. I'll still get there, Harry. Don't worry. I'm—I can't wait to get to the read Ruth and Elgin.
0: Hi, Sean. I just wondered, uh, while you were gone, I heard this, and I wondered if you had heard it also, yeah. LGBTQ, you know, uh-huh. the new meaning, let's get Biden to quit.
3: Oh, I like that. I did not know that. I didn't know where you were going with <laughs> that, but I like it. All right, I'm a full <laughs> supporter. I really am. I'm a full supporter, Ruth. I'm all in. And the idea that they let this imbecile pretend he's president, is, it shows you that this country has no standards. None. Zero. Right.
10: I got a also, whole thing. How
3: I, go ahead.
0: What do you got? I I was just wondering about the line of the Senate. Wouldn't you spell that L-Y-I-N? Lion.
3: Ruth, Ruth, favorite call of the day. Love it. (laughs) Okay. Listen, here's what we're going to do. Put her on hold. We're sending her a Sean Thompson sweatshirt. You're on hold, Ruth. You got a sweatshirt, see? Because that's the least you could do. Because it's nice to hear that people understand exactly what the kind of propaganda and lies we are now living with. Joe Biden is not capable of doing anything. He's embarrassing this country. It was embarrassing enough. If he had his faculties, if he could figure out why his shoes were wet and then tell his nurse to change his diaper, that would be one thing. He'd be an embarrassment nonetheless, 50-year political whore. Do you understand his son, the kind of billions of dollars, not just with China and Ukraine, but with Mother Russia itself? This kind of acceptance of this corruption is outrageous. Outrageous. And I got to listen to him tell me about beef prices.
10: And she was saying, do you realize it's over five dollars for a pound of hamburger meat? Five dollars. Well, this is partly, you know, the pound of beef today costs five bucks compared to less than four bucks before the pandemic. You think this moron
3: ever bought anything? His gas card you've been paying for for half a century. You think this corrupt piece of dung ever bought anything, yet he feels your pain? Lunchbox, Joe. That's the reason I refuse to believe that he won legitimately. There's no way 81 million of anybody would believe that this moron, this dementia patient, should be doing anything other than commercials for those tubs you walk in so he doesn't slip and fall and break his hip. That's the only thing this idiot should be doing. Susan West Chicago. Hi, Susan. All right, Susan. Are you there? Susan?
0: Yes, I'm On? here. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. I just, just wanted to tell you that when Biden gets done talking to the press, which is like last about three and a half minutes, he says now, if you'll excuse me, today's bad decisions aren't going to make themselves.
3: I like it. I like it. I like when he You're says like I'm going to get in trouble we got a president of yes. a country who says to the press, I can't answer your questions, I'm going to get in trouble. Makes you miss the days of Trump just rattling off and going back and forth with him. I miss those days. Fact Oh, so I miss without everything about Trump. Yeah. I don't miss everything, but I miss those. I miss the fact that we had a president that could handle himself. You might not have liked what he said, but he clearly didn't need a diaper. He wasn't waiting for rice pudding. Joe Biden shouldn't be in this position. He's embarrassing the damn nation, not to mention ruining everything. But he's the perfect figurehead. He's the perfect figurehead for the scum of all scums.
2: Yeah, who would make that decision? Okay, so I think conflating the words gain-of-function research pause, the question is, it was asked of the trained staff at the Institute if this research would
3: fall under the pause gain of function and they invested in it he took the american government's money gave phony payoffs and bribes to people who were giving him money back in one form or another and they invested in the fauci flu pandemic because it is their greatest weapon against your freedom simple over now somebody go to jail instead we're gonna pay him what thousand dollars a day oh and that's the big deal you think this this corrupt piece of dung and his wife give a rip about 365 grand a year that's tipping money for these scumbags they made the real money and we're not going to get a hint on how much it is and by the way if you're a republican guess
4: what we have this just into cbs2 news a new york's attorney general has issued subpoenas to former president donald trump and two of his eldest children it's in connection with the ongoing why,
3: why don't you issue subpoenas to the Bureaucrats at the NIH, and, and not just the ones who are paid a $150,000 consulting fee to Pfizer and Merck and the rest of Big Pharma. Why don't you do it to the ones that okayed the investing in the pandemic that took down this country and the rest of the world for that matter? Todd, Libertyville, you got about a minute.
9: Sean, thanks for
7: taking the call. Hey, listen, you, uh, you talked about a lack of response by people to
9: the, to the Marxist uh, policies. Do you think, you, think, uh, you know this, it, it hit. you don't hit people until you hit their wallet, and I think that's the last thing that these Democrats have to toot about is the stock market. Do you think they're propping it up on, on purpose because that's the last leg they got? Absolutely,
3: brother. They're in control of trillions of dollars. They're funneling to their corporatism. We don't have capitalism. We have corporatism, hybrid socialism, and government corruption. Not an American economy the way it should be. The whole damn thing needs to be torn down. I'll be back to do so in the next hour.
1: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks
0: like
3: a now here's so one of the benefits of never being like distracted me, so by steroid me. users in costumes chasing balls. I only pay attention to what matters. Politics is destruction of our American way and our liberty and our freedom. The last hundred years has eroded it so much we don't even recognize the country anymore. Who's been at the helm of it are the political whores and pimps. One of my favorites is the gargoyle Chucky Schumer. Oh, but he is. Not only is he my favorite because he was one of the whores Trump paid along with numerous other New York developers, but he's my favorite because he spews the best BS
4: I've ever heard.
2: Bottom line is very simple. The ideologues in the Senate want to turn what the Founding Fathers called the cooling saucer of democracy into the rubber stamp of dictatorship. We will not let them. They want, because they can't get their way on every judge to change the rules in midstream, to wash away 200 years of history, they want to make this country into a banana republic, where if you don't get your way, you change the rules. Are we going to let them? No! It'll be a doomsday
3: for democracy if we do. That's when Chuck Schumer was protecting the filibuster. Now, this same moron with the doll hair sewn to his skull wants to eliminate it. I wanted to bring on Harris Alec, handsome devil, young kid, reporter for The Washington Times. He's been covering Congress and energy issues for years and he's one of my favorite guests they have on Hi us how are you
7: Charles thank you so much for having me on hope you and your family had a phenomenal uh, New Year's Eve and a great Christmas
3: yeah we celebrated like Pritzker we were down in Florida it was wonderful um, <laughs> that's place <quite laughs> to be from what I'm hearing so many Democrats yep, so, are
7: going down there they uh, uh, some of the blue states are losing in more population
3: yeah AOC went to a uh, a transvestite bar where some guy called her Bob and she was flattered and just wanted a free drink so it worked <laughs> out famously. But um, to hear Schumer, years ago, fight for the virtue and the fundamental principles of the filibuster, and now to watch the same gargoyle promise to eliminate it, is that uh, too much hypocrisy for reality, or will this scoundrel win?
7: Well, Sean, as you said, I've I've been covering politics in the nation's capital for a long time now, and I'm almost never surprised by just the quick turn that uh, both Democrats and and Republicans take. Um, The filibuster is just the... Uh, newest iteration of that—that that quote that you played—I believe it's from 2005. In 2005, when Chuck Schumer was protecting the filibuster and arguing against um, weakening it to confer more justices, something that the late Harry Reid did in 2013, which led to the uh, shift to, uh, which led to the shift in the Supreme Court to Republicans, since President Donald Trump was able to come in and appoint three nominees to the Supreme Court by a party-line vote because they got rid of the 60-vote threshold for judicial and executive nominees. Um, and you know, Democrats were arguing against that in 2005, then they, when they did it themselves in 2013 and now they have come around and they've seen that and they're like, well, we don't really like what majority rule has done. So now we want to pass this Supreme court or we want to blow up the filibuster to pass this partisan voting rights law, which is going to essentially invalidate all state election law. And that's what Democrats right now are doing. And the hypocrisy is very, very funny because as you yourself said, you know, this is a party which has lost and now they're trying to rewrite the rules. Uh, to their benefit, and you know, you would think the more people would call them out on this, but unfortunately, they don't.
3: When I was young, I um, would go to uh, social clubs and I would gamble, and um, I would lose in the beginning. And it was until I figured out that the game was rigged. At a certain point, you have to recognize the best cheaters. To me, the best cheaters are the Democrat mafia, not just because they completely corrupt the municipalities, the cities, and the states that they rule over, but because they are perfect, they have perfected the false ability to change ground rules and corrupt the system. This, to me, is something we should be worried about, and if they can successfully remove the filibuster, we don't stand a chance the damage that these morons could do in months will be something we can't remove for decades. Am I being paranoid?
7: that's no that's that's certainly a feeling that a lot of americans have i mean look there's a reason why uh the senate was called you know the core of democracy it was, it, it, it was, it was a that was supposed to cool um, you know majority inclinations and look i mean democrats knew this because when republicans were in power republicans had a small majority you know they were fighting against tooth and nail uh the the destruction of the filibuster former president donald trump himself wanted to destroy the filibuster in, uh, in 2018, so you can get Morgan's agenda through a Republican stood solid for, for once. They said, we're not going to do it. And the Democrats applaud them for it. And then, of course, when President Biden comes in and they're looking at their agenda being, you know, uh, not able to pass because one or two moderate Democrats, well, all that goes out the window and they say, well, we really got to do this because their agendas and their political priorities obviously are more important than, you know, uh, principles or <laughs> more important yeah. than a lot of other stuff. The funny thing is, uh, Democrats are very, very good and I might get in some trouble for saying this, but, you know, they're very, very good at always having the moral high ground, even when they um, even when they stake out positions that are so incontrovertibly opposed to the positions they held even last year. Um, you know, they're very, very good at doing it, and I think that's something that rep- Republicans often lack. Cause they're just not good at it, right? You know, a Republican changes position on something. Everyone says, oh, well, he's a hypocrite. He's a flip-flopper. A Democrat does it. he talks about, protecting democracy. Um, as we saw in that clip in 2005, Chuck Schumer says getting rid of the filibuster would be a doomsday for democracy. Now, today, on the Senate floor, he said that the only way democracy can survive is if you get rid of the filibuster. Um, you know, he's very, very good at moving the goalposts. He's very good at shifting, but he never loses the moral high ground, which, you know, I I think a lot of uh, your viewers would, would be able to properly state what that moral high ground is at this point in time. Uh, but it's something that I think people should be very, very much concerned about. Look, I mean, you know, we're not like a lot of western european countries where you know you have one election and someone comes in and they just repeal everything they want you know this is a country that has been grounded upon the belief that things should go through checks and balances things take time reform should be small it should you know have the most amount of people weighing in on it um and democrats want to get rid of that you know and look and i get it and i think a lot of people get it because it's their political objective i mean no one likes to have control of congress or have all the state legislature have control of the city and not being able to and not not be able to get anything accomplished. But I think as we've seen in um, America, cities, what's happening in Chicago, what's happening in Baltimore, what's happening in Philadelphia, um, there is something truly to be feared by Democrats having unrestricted power to do things.
10: No, this um, is I mean, just, this I is can't just imagine the, the crime
7: rate is right now in Chicago, but that's because no, you know there's no, no opposition there.
10: It's
3: no big deal. In fact, this is just the fruit of their education system when they're in control of it. These are simply the products that they produce wreaking havoc on civilized people. But I want to tell you, I'm in my third hour of the show. And for three hours, NBC News has been running January 6th propaganda for three hours. When you couple this with the mastery of parliamentary trickery that the Democrat mafia has has, has a hold of, And you couple Pravda, which is the mainstream media. There's only a few outlets such as yours and maybe five others. Are we up against something we cannot defeat as the recommendation of January 6th that just came out five minutes ago? Is more surveillance of American citizens versus an investigation into this pickle face Fauci and why he gave money to the scientists who created the pandemic?
7: I think those are you know, great questions that I, you know, obviously I don't have the, the answer to them. I'm, I'm just a reporter in the nation's capital. But I will say that I think you know, the American people are so fed up with what they're seeing in Washington that I think you know, even if new draconian measures are put into place, I mean, the GOP tide that looks like it's coming in in 2022 is going to be so big that, you know, I mean, you can really uh, only try to subvert the system so much to your benefit before the people eventually throw you out and someone comes in and they clean up the messer. You know, they what's more likely going to happen, is they come over, they put a bandaid over the mess and things get a little better. Um, so I don't I don't think that, you know, I don't think it's the doomsday type of scenario. Yeah. Um, but I, but I do think that, you know, when you have a political party, that get painted into a wall. that's looking at electoral oblivion in two years, potentially in four or eight years. Um, I think that's when you start seeing them start pushing some of these crazy ideas because they're desperate to claim the power. And that's what's happening with the filibuster. You know, they want to get rid of it so they can pass this massive electoral overhaul, which is, uh, the for the people act, which was, in, which would invalidate, uh, voting, uh, state voting laws. It, it would invalidate, uh, state redistricting plans. It would, uh, essentially institute universal vote by mail. And those are all things that are going to help Democrats. And I think as we've seen with the filibuster, if those things are going to help Republicans, well Democrats would be arguing for voter ID. They'd be vote, you know, they'd be arguing for probably, um, heck, I don't even know. Maybe like, you know, uh, Land American ownership principles. for voting, it it help them.
3: <laughs> now, uh, I walked around with a certain American arrogance that irritated the willing slaves around Europe and the rest of the world because I believed in this country that the law of America embodied those, those shield defenses of tyranny. I've lived through the reality of the last two years of a totalitarian government taking over my life, my property, my existence. And now... Forcing me to put a experiment into my body and I'm fighting it tooth and nail. Senate GOP prepares to nullify Biden's COVID nineteen vaccine vaccine mandate for seventeen million healthcare workers. Do they stand a the chance? I mean, I love this woman from Tennessee. She's fantastic. And we got about seven others that are decent. But don't we have enough of these uh JoJo the dog face boy, Liz Cheney's to make me nervous?
7: Well, I think, look, I I think as we saw about two weeks ago when the Senate voted to nullify the private sector vaccine mandate, there's enough uh, Democrats. And in that case, there were two, Joe Manchin and John Tester, um, who, you know, were able to sense the writing on the wall. And they said, you know, this is really unpopular. And you know, it's bad when you lose those two guys, because even though they're supposedly moderate, they're also the ones who usually tend to vote with Democrats no matter what, unless an issue is really political suicide. And in this case, the mandate, I think it is. You're seeing 70% of Americans opposing the mandate. You're seeing it getting struck down in the courts. Um, so I think Republicans are attempting to tee this up and have Democrats vote for, uh, vote for or against these measures because they know this thing is probably going to get struck down by the courts. They want to have Democrats on record saying, "Do you want to force 17 million people to get vaccinated or lose their jobs?" And that's a very, very hard choice for a lot of you know for voters who are going to go into the uh, voting booths in November to not have in their minds when they decide they're going to vote for Democrats, or Republicans. This bill. Uh, It it invokes the Congressional Review Act. It probably faces very, very long odds because if it passed the Senate, Pelosi is probably going to kill it in the House. And if it somehow does pass the House, Biden's going to veto it. And you're not going to get the two-thirds majority to override a veto. But I think what these Republicans are doing is they're staking the electoral ground for November. But they're also creating um, the political pressure on President Biden and Democrats to really come out and defend this mandate. Um, Because right now they haven't done a good job of defending it. And, you know, when you when you're forced to take a stand in favor of someone losing a job or in favor of getting vaccinated, that's not really a position you want to be defending. And even the White House now is saying, well, it's not a mandate. It's a choice. But I mean, is there really a choice there? I, I think most Americans see that there isn't.
3: I have paid attention for decades. Joe Manchin, I never liked him, not just because he's the third wheel in the Joe Biden, Robert Byrd limousine with the Ku Klux Klan member, but because, and not simply because his daughter is a political pimp to Big Pharma and has made who knows how many millions through government corruption. But Joe Manchin, to me, is the epitome of a Democrat scoundrel acting to be a hero, the whole time working to destroy us in the back rooms. Am I wrong in the assumption that Manchin will offer a Miacopa that will be as bad, if not worse, than the corrupt Build Back Better?
7: Look, I think that's that's an opinion that a lot of people seem to have. I mean, that's an opinion that President Donald Trump uh, himself said about three weeks ago, he said Manchin's going to fold. Manchin, I think, has surprised a lot of people by slowing Build Back Better. People are saying he killed it. He didn't because he's still negotiating with Democrats. Um, So he slowed it. But, you know, we'll have to see what eventually happens. I think Manchin has this uh, very, very interesting habit of, you know, making these, large pronouncements and they sound good back in West Virginia. And then he goes and he you know, sits with Democrats at the caucus and they say, well, Hey, do you want to do this? And he's like, well, I can do that. And then you know, he'll come on and say, well, I'm not going to do that. I'll do half of what you want. Uh, but I think what people still have to remember is that he's still very much a Democrat. I mean, West Virginia is the uh, one of the most conservative states in the entire country in 2020 voted for president Donald Trump by a large uh, by the second largest margin of any state in the country apart from Wyoming it is deep, deep, deep red. And Joe Manchin voted to impeach president Donald Trump twice. He right now is arguing in favor of blowing up the Trump tax cut He's voted for a slew of uh, President Biden's Democratic nominees, some who are, you know, viably, somewhat radical or viably out of the political mainstream. So it's hard to view that and take his whole record and say, well, Joe Manchin is kind of a moderate, because I think, you know, he's a Democrat. He votes and supports the, the, the Democratic agenda. Uh, whether or not he's a scoundrel, I, I don't know. He seems like a nice guy There's a few times that I have interacted with him. Um, but I think people have to under- understand that in this politically charged environment, you can only be as moderate as you want to be. And, you know, he's not a moderate in terms of the 1960s and the 1980s or even the 1990s. He's significantly to the left of Bill Clinton by far. 90s Bill Clinton. I mean, the guy who signed the 94 the crime bill and said welfare was over. Joe Manchin looks like a liberal compared to that guy. Um, and that's something to keep in mind. You know, he's, again, he's not a Republican. He could join the Republican Party tomorrow. He hasn't. He voted yeah. to impeach Donald Trump twice. He wants to get the Trump tax cut. I but think when you look at that, you kind of realize, well, he's not really going to hold the line on a lot of issues. You know, he'll hold a line maybe on some coal jobs and some energy jobs, but, you know, he'll give away the, uh, he'll give Democrats what, what they want on a lot of their issues because he generally supports them as a Democrat.
3: Now, I was off last week, but before I let you go, I watched as the national embarrassment in diapers, pretending to be a president, Joe Biden, cheered on and repeated, let's go, Brandon, as he was goaded by a caller into his whatever propaganda wheel that was with the Dr. Jill sitting next to him. At a certain point, Harris, is the talk among Congress. He's obviously unfit to tie his fracking shoes, let alone run the country. Can somebody make it stop and let's get... Nooner Harrison there. I mean, do we have any hope of having this moron recognized for the dementia patient he is or do I just have to suffer through it?
7: <laughs> you know, when I first saw that quote it was just so funny. It was, it was Christmas Eve and i and I wasn't even working, uh, but we only had one guy working for us that day and I'm like, "No, fine, I'm I'll write this thing up because I know it'll blow up on Twitter you know it'll be good for the site. It'll draw some clicks." And I wrote up and and it, and it was just so funny cuz um, you know, let's go Brandon has a Bloated uh, amongst conservative circles, and it's really kind of become a uh, you know working class salute in a way. Um, and you know, you would think that he would know what it meant, and maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. Um, when you watch that video, you can tell that uh,
3: he doesn't uh, know what the pencil because means.
7: she rolled her eyes and she laughed. Um, but I don't think he got it. And look, I think you know the president's an eighty year old man. Um, you know, he's probably not as sharp as uh, your average sixty year old <laughs> would be, but. You know, we have, you know, you know, our country's being run by significantly older people. So, you know, is it time for him to go? I don't know anything about that. Um, Pelosi's 82. She looks like she's still going to be in charge of the House Democrats. Um, you know, crazy. it would be nice if some younger guys like you and I were able to get in there, and, you know, we're able to change yeah. things up. But I do think that, you know, when you're 80 years old, you probably still have the stamina and the energy yeah. um, as other presidents do. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how Biden imagines he's going to be an FDR style president when you know, he is. takes more vacations than... Uh, whole presidency
3: should be sponsored by Viagra and B12, for God's sakes. It's a walking <laughs> joke. And I just want a picture of the party at Putin's house after he got off the phone with him. What an absolute embarrassment. But I went long with you, but you know, it's because I love having you on. He's Harris Alec of the Washington Times. He's one of my favorite guys on there, and he can never get clean. It's
9: always a pleasure.
3: Thank you so much. Good luck. Stay pure, and I'll talk to you next time. All uh, right, thanks. We'll, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Tell me why
1: I don't like Mondays. Tell me why I don't <laughs> like Mondays. You know, what do you think like
3: the optimism of the wave this year in elections is based on? It's based on the obvious, the obvious inability of this idiot to hold office. That's what it's based on. The Republicans rather than stand for something, would rather financially capitalize on our disgust and our anxious nature to remove this imbecile, and they would rather subject it to what I believe is a corrupted system in election results. If the Republicans stood on anything of principle, they would impeach Joe Biden. Joe Biden is unfit to hold the office. He is incapable of the duties of the office. He is a walking joke. And every day he's in there is another day of danger. We're talking about just the obvious corruption and failure. I'm talking about militarily. I'm talking about big picture. What would a country, an enemy of our dollar, you want to say our country? Fine, but it's really our dollar. What would he think as you look at these despots and dictators? And we could talk about China and Russia. They're the most obvious. What about the ones that are just waiting around in Iran? Even our ally, the diaper-wearing Saudis, they're not really our ally, by the way. They're more interested in the corruption and oil and the cartel that makes you pay $80 and think it's normal for something we were paying $30 for a year ago. Do you think this is the man that's capable of anything?
10: But I was sitting in my kitchen yesterday, and there's a sunroom it. off the kitchen, and my wife was there with her sister and a good friend named Marianne, and she was saying, "Do you realize it's over five dollars for a pound of hamburger meat? Five dollars? Well, this is partly, you know, the pound of beef today costs five bucks compared to less than four bucks before the pandemic."
3: I'm I'm serious. It's it, it's embarrassing. Get them off. Impeach. You have to be capable. You're the president. You're not somebody's dimwitted grandfather that wants to tell success stories about the 1960s. You're supposed to be in control of issues. You're a moron, sir. You're almost as dumb as the idiots that voted for you. You're clearly just as corrupt. And we're going to pretend it's normal? And then you're going to say it's age? It is an age. Here, I believe... This is someone of the same age.
10: Everybody is confused. Uh, How how, how do you see the thing? How are we going to get out of this? Well, uh, Johnny, I think one of the things is that people keep looking to government for the answer, and government's the problem. Mm A moment ago you you asked you know, about people feeling not only confused but low and, and down in America. First of all, the American people, if they would just take a little inventory and look around, You triple our troubles, and we're better off than any other people on Earth. And we've asked so much of government, and we've gotten in the habit over the last 40 years of thinking that government has the answers. There's very little that government can do as efficiently and as economically as the people can do themselves. And if government would shut the doors and sneak away for about three weeks, we'd never miss them.
3: And it's time we put the restraints back on government. They don't have the authority for anything that is the platform of the modern-day Marxist mafia member. It's time to ignore, absolute and total ignore, of the fascistic, corrupt mafia Democrats. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. All right. little voice down for me. Let's fix this song. Now, over the last two years, I thought I've been pretty clear on principles. I don't worship men. I believe in principles. I've been very, very clear in my position on the 2020 election, and I've been very, very clear on my criticism of President Trump. I still argue vehemently hard against many of the Trump policies, although I pay absolute homage to the policies of Trump that were steeped in American principles. For instance, what his energy policies were were fantastic for the country. What his positions on stripping away the power of the eco-Nazis was fantastic. His failed attempt to pay off farmers, which were really farms owned by China, I railed against. His position of pretending we have a car company that is anything other than a quasi-union payoff in General Motors, I railed against. When Donald Trump hired 271 lobbyists, I called them what they are, political scum. When he grabbed Roger Stone II in Manafort, Stone & Black, the torturer's lobby, I pointed out that the problems we face in foreign policy, the corruption of billions of dollars, is directly traced back to that lobbying firm of corruption. So I've been very, very clear. See, but some people want you to worship men. This is a dangerous path to be on. The only thing that is to be worshipped in the in the broadest sense of the word worship, are the principles of the Enlightenment, the principles of liberty, and the principles of Americanism. That's what I worship. Not men. But we're still gonna get from time to time the people that want you to swear allegiance to corrupted men. John Niles
6: Yeah yeah Sean, I heard your I just heard your dialogue but before you entered the radio show You railed against Trump, and you're a hypocrite.
3: I railed against exactly what I just articulated, and you're you're too stupid to figure it out. And you're 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 the problem with the whole country, moron. You're the problem. You can't hear because you don't understand. You want to strap on a uniform and beat a drum. I would have been arguing against those policies I just articulated because I don't worship men. I worship the principles. You're the hypocrite, dummy, and you're too stupid to know why. Change the station. I don't want idiots listening. Kristen, Southside. Krista, excuse me.
0: Yes. Hi, Sean. How are you?
3: Wonderful. Good. I needed I needed okay. this voice, okay. so give it to me now. Calm down. Go ahead.
0: Okay.
4: All right. I um have been listening to you, and I've also been gathering my own tips because I love it. I love it. I enjoy it. It's like it's like a uh, addiction to me. And I was looking upon the antics of the new world order. Zuckerberg. Davos and the
3: American reset, which Trump assisted when he willfully went along with the agenda by federally shutting down the country, which is the one thing I needed him to stand against. He was the one guy, because of the cultists, like our last caller, that could have pulled it off. He was the exactly. one guy that could have stood against instead what did he do he assisted them am i supposed to support that or am i supposed to be too stupid to recognize the difference like that last Morphodite? see this he is the problem
4: his, yeah he lost the control of his um anxiousness he 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 wasn't conformed enough to to wait and he surrounded and shut himself
3: up with lobbyists that's what he Yes when and you're you can do advice, that when you're taking advice from someone with a Nixon tattoo, uh, there's a problem. Roger Stone is a piece of garbage. Mm. And am I supposed to beat a drum for Roger Stone, or am I supposed to not know what Manafort, Stone, and black lobbying firm really did like that last moron? See, this is the problem with the country. We allow morons to destroy the votes of people who spend their whole life looking at principles. This is the problem, and that's how you are destined yeah. to fail. But Krista, you know what I love? I love a voice like What's yours. That? So you call me all the time. You promise?
4: I promise. Oh, another thing, too. Sean Hannity, oh. he, yeah. in 2019-20, he said that that real ID with the star on it uh-huh. is a way for the Communist Party to collect our social art, wow. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
3: Yeah, the, that, 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 the- that toothpaste is out of the tube, Krista. And now we've got you the, know the, the Congress advocating for surveillance of people who speak against the state rather than listen to what they say, like the Trump supporter that just called me before. And don't think I wasn't a Trump right. supporter. You listen to me. I advocated for exactly what would happen if you let this dimwit in diapers steal the White House. And so I, which I, would you rather have? Oh, beyond the shadow of a doubt. I was an advocate mm-hmm. for Trump. I was beating the drum because I wanted to argue against the corrupt policies he embraced. And I thought he had the gravitas to understand and change the course of, of the economy, which I still think Trump would have fought against the corruption he enabled, but he had a chance and he enabled it. These policies, Jerome Powell, the runaway monetization of debt, these are all things that Trump supported and rubber stamped. He had four years. He could have done better. Did he do great? Yes. In the areas I said, energy policy, the removal of numerous restrictions. He also did great insult in the tax policies. Great. I thought I was buying the tagline, he was doing so good with the judges, yet it doesn't seem we can turn to them for any assistance for the American law to be a shield. See, principles are something that are bigger than personalities. But we've got enough morons that are interested in their price of schlitz over the Americanism that this country's built on. It's bigger than one man. And when any man stands against it, they need to be rejected on those issues. And when any party adopts the philosophy of Sovietism and Marxism and communism and fascism, like the American Democrats, they need to be put back in the barn. And that's what I'm going to do. But if you think I'm going to do it by paying homage to a personality, you got the wrong show. So turn the dial to dummies up and down. Three one two six four two
9: fifty six hundred. Now you're talking,
3: kid. To come. Can't get enough of that voice, boy. Best is yet. Can you imagine? Babe, that be if fine? given the pressure, Trump said, I would never shut down the federal government give the federal government stamp of approval to seize the American economy from the people. I would never direct trillions and trillions of dollars to one Wall Street conglomerate to fake the velocity of money. If he would have only had that understanding and those principles, his whole country would be a thousand times better. I think he thought he could do it in his second term. He was wrong. He underestimated the power of the corruption, the mafia, and the cheat. It was a huge mistake. But make no mistake about it. Had he won, I'd be on these airwaves right now, railing, Against the corruption, the manipulation, the bastardization of principles. And I don't like Peter Navarro, and I certainly don't like the Democrat money bundler of Wall Street. Lemonhead, who looks like Liza Minnelli, Steve Minutian. That piece of garbage should be in jail, too. But these these are the intricacies that we're supposed to have the ability to focus on. But there are still morons that want to face paint themselves and cheer for people instead of principles, not me. Jeff in Rockford.
6: Say Sean. So who's been talking
7: about the big conglomerates lately? We got the little girl that gets up there and lies. And then now Biden's already, you know, he's all of a sudden onto the big conglomerates.
6: But who's, who's been down there for 50 years and allowed these big conglomerates to get set up? And how you know, how much how much, grease, how much grease did it take to get these things
7: set up by these big conglomerates? There's a book. They greased a lot of palms, didn't they?
3: There, there's a book. He's owned and operated by the by the American of America. mafia, mafia called Unions. All, there's a book. All of them Jeff. There's a book you'd love. You'd love. It's called Confessions of an Economic Hitman. That yeah. one. And I hear you paint houses, which mm. talks about how they own a senator, and that senator is from Delaware, and that senator has a son who's a crackhead who's been running around as a corrupt mm-hmm. bagman for th- the the last. 30 years he's been alive since he was 21. It's disgraceful. So, Jeff, I agree with you, and I'll talk about those Well, wouldn't it be pretty
6: slick now if, if, if the if the big conglomerates turned it back on him and said, you're bought and paid for, buddy. We, paid, we bought
7: you Jeff, to make ourselves these big conglomerates.
3: It's nice to think, but you show me yeah. a pickpocket that cut his hands yeah. off. That's what they'd be doing. Thank you for the call, brother. John and Palatine.
6: Hey, Sean. Hey, uh, my question is, uh, what I'm worried about, I get the feeling that the Republicans and the uh, GOP are getting very smug, that uh, everything's going to be hunky-dory in uh, 2022 uh, during the uh, midterms. And uh, don't, don't you think you could get too far gone, kind of like this country is now, where you can't get it back? You can't get democracy back if, if we let it go uh, too far? I
3: think people are forgetting about the Republicans that vote for the Build Back Better bill. I think the people are forgetting about the scum, like Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney. I think that the, the, the Republican mafia will join the Democrat mafia, and they will shove through a bill that will make you wish they passed Build Back Better. That's what I think. So I think well, you're that's right. what I'm worried about. And you should be, and we all should be. But that's why you need somebody that's not just a personality of appeasement, but a personality of principles. That's what we need in the White House. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. Tony and Riverside.
0: Hey, Sean. Hi, Tony. Fellow CME CBOT worker. Listen to yeah. you every day. Thank you. I thank love you. So oh, thank you, Tony. But listen, Sean, sometimes, like that gentleman that called three calls ago, I mm-hmm. think what he was saying is that Trump didn't have a choice to shut down the economy for two weeks because the whole world was doing it. And guess what? He had everybody stacked against him if he did nothing.
3: That's what the it point been is. More- that's, that's what character is. At the cornerstone of courage, it. But at, at the cornerstone point, none of, us of intimidation. Knew.
0: Sean, none of us knew what was going on, and the whole world was doing it. But he had—he so had. What I'm he is had that sometimes your knee-jerk reaction needs to just wane in a little bit, dude. He had because not everybody like, is just a saying.
3: Tony, he had people like that that would have supported him either way, and and the other thing is, I have the benefit that you don't have. I could see what he was going to say. He told the call screener. He wanted to call me a hypocrite because I didn't advocate for Trump in 2016.
0: Oh, well, I don't go for that. No yeah. way, no how. I well, used and to if you listen, Trump you know I've been, and on these and... I've
3: been on these airwaves filling in.
0: I know. I've I I listened to you for I'm a long, long, long time.
3: Yeah, and I have I always, during the primary, I articulated what my problem was with Trump. When he won, listen, I didn't want the Duchess of Chafington in here. I'm, I'm the one that gave her that nickname. Who railed against <laughs> the Clintons harder than me for, for 15 years? Me. I didn't want her in there. <laughs> But I also railed against the corruption of when Donald Trump was a Democrat, when he was happy to bribe Chuck Schumer, when he went before Congress in 1991 and advocated for the Community Reinvestment Act because it was a scheme he wanted a piece of. So forgive me, but, Sean, I think therefore I wait, wait,
0: wait, dude, Reagan was once a Democrat too. They all learned. I they don't live mind, and learn.
3: I don't mind Democrats. I mind those who took advantage of the political prostitution. And anybody that gave nine-fingered ROM $50,000, I got my eye on. I lobbied for him. You heard me. Thank you, Tony. I love you. I appreciate it. Ed, I'm sorry I didn't get to you, brother. We'll be back tomorrow, though. 21 hours. I think it's the best radio. But I guess dummies want to hear rah-rah. You're not going to get it here, kid. We'll be back tomorrow.